Hello, everybody. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to extend a sincere thank you for listening to this podcast. It really does help support the work that we're doing at Doctors of Running. If you like what you're you're hearing and you like what we're what we're up to, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening, as well as leaving a review. That really does help get the word out about what we're doing as well. We're really excited for today's episode because we have our first guests joining us. So let's jump in. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, three doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we're putting on our feet. Today, we are going to be talking about the Newton Fate 6. However, this is a really exciting day. It's our first time that we are having a guest on with us, but it's not just one guest or two guests. We have three guests with us from Newton Running Company, and um, so we're just going to start by having them introduce themselves. Uh, give us your, your name, how you got started with Newton, what's your role now? Hi, my name is Jerry Lee. I'm the CEO and the co-founder of Newton. How long ago did you did you guys find, found Newton? Uh, Newton was founded in 2007. And what was your inspiration to start up a new company? <laughs> well, that's probably that's a huge a question. Long, that's a long, <laughs> long story because the whole... Uh, love affair with this technology started in the middle of the 90s and it took us a long time to 12 years to get to them but I was a passionate runner believed in uh, you know run a lot of marathons and uh, when I became aware of the technology I believed what it was going to do and how it could change runners uh, you know ability to run longer whether that's longer in distance or longer in age Fabulous. Thank you. Who's next? Uh, I'm Matt Lee. I'm uh, head of operations at Newton. I uh, kind of uh, straddle several different roles, uh, everything from logistics to uh, planning and analysis, uh, as well as into product and development. Um, kind of touch uh, a lot of different areas. I uh, get the good fortune of working with all the different people uh, very closely uh, within the organization. So kind of a uh, multidisciplinary approach. Uh, I've been with Newton for roughly, I'm guessing about 12 years. Uh, came on about a year or two after, uh, after the initial founding. Um, I had spent a lot of time in graduate school uh, and had been pursuing a political career and saw Newton kind of kick off and, and just start to get their, their feet wet. And it really looked like an amazing experience. And so decided, hey, you know, maybe I'll uh, take a little break and, uh, you know, get involved in the shoe business. And ever since then, that's where I've been. Fabulous. All right. And last but not least, Laura, you want to go next? Yeah, I'm Laura Tingle. I've been at Newton for 10 years. I'm the marketing manager. Um, previously, I was the marketing manager. And I started um, my first two years at Newton. I did 
retail sales support. Um, so I've kind of uh, taken a little journey to get to the product side, but um, yeah, it's been great. Wonderful. Well, thank you all again for joining us. Um, we'll, we'll be running through uh, the general specs that are uh, within the Newton Fate 6. And then as we keep going, we'll hopefully, I mean, you guys are the experts in the shoe more so than we are. Uh, we just have our testing miles in them. So, so please, if we uh, say anything that's not 100% uh, accurate, just jump in and I don't know, let us know, <laughs> let us know. And we'll, we'll move forward with that. And, and then we'll, we have some questions for you guys to hopefully let our, our followers and our listeners know a little bit more about kind of what went into the creation of the, uh, the update to the shoe. There's some new components that we'll talk about. Um, but let me just start with some, with some specs. Um, so the Newton Fate 6, I'm assuming this is in a size 9. Uh, the weight for that is 9.2 ounces. It comes in, for those of you, of you who are only listening on podcasts, these shoes are red and uh, for all three of us who've been testing them, when we when we wear them in the clinic, um, we all work as PTs. Our patients always are like, "Whoa, what's that shoe that you're wearing? It looks really sharp." Uh, they've done a good job with it. Uh, this is one of their neutral training shoes, and uh, kind of posed as a really good shoe as introduction to the line. Um, and let's kind of continue on here. When you look at the upper of the shoe, um, it's you're looking at a, an engineered mesh, uh, air mesh that's has a, you can kind of see a couple different layers within it. it has some overlays over the top, and then uh, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the tongue is reflective as well as the um, the side uh, decal of the Newton logo. Those both are reflective in nature, um, which is a pretty neat little kind of add-on. Um, you have a tongue that is attached to the the, to the shoe itself, so it's not just free floating, um, it's attached to the, to the upper. Um, and then when we go into the midsole, there's a lot going on. If you, if you haven't ran a Newton before, um, you do have the four foot lugs, but now you also have more uh, full foot cushioning. So um, from the rear foot all the way up to the forefoot, you're gonna have cushioning systems. You have a new foam compound that we'll talk about, um, maybe get some details on from the Newton team in the rear foot. And then you have uh, some new systems going on in the front um, and some action reaction system stuff here. So that's the general breakdown of the shoe. Uh, but let's, before we go into kind of what we thought is running, uh, what was your, what's your vision with the Fate 6 Newton team? Kind of what did you want this shoe? Who did you create it for? What's your vision with it? Well, I'll turn most of it over to uh, Laura and Matt, but uh, it, we always felt it, was the, it wasn't so much the beginning runner, although it works for them, but it's also that everyday runner who, uh, who's not looking for PRs, but looking for comfort, looking to avoid injuries, and to, uh, to have their legs not feel fatigued after they're done. So uh, the updates are exciting, and uh, with that, I'll turn it over to Laura and Matt to kind of go through the technical side of what we changed. Yeah, one of uh, one of the beauties, I, I really like the way you phrased it to begin with, uh, in that, you know, it's, the fate is really uh, ultimately intended to be a great introduction to the brand. 
Um, you know, it's definitely, uh, it can work for entry level runners, but more so it's, it's to design a good, easy access point. Um, as you guys are probably aware of uh, with our technology, um, it feels a little bit different than your standard shields because, you know, you have uh, our patented action reaction technology in there. And basically, you know, that involves a whole lot of material dynamics, uh, you know, elastics and other things like that, moving in and out, interacting with foam, interacting with embedded plates. Um, there's actually, uh, I think there's roughly 11 or 13 uh, separate material layers uh, in that shoe between your foot and the ground. Um, and so, you know, the fate has, has been around for a little while. We believe uh, firmly in the concept of evolution and the shoe has continued to evolve. This year is, is kind of our brandest fate. Uh, it's gender tuned, um, which is something I'll let Laura speak to a little bit more. Uh, it has a very, very round and accessible uh, action reaction technology package that provides a versatile platform that, you know, has great energy absorption, other things like that. But it's also something you can really get up on and, and you know, really put some speed work in. Uh, some of our best runners um, prefer the fate line over some of our more performance-oriented stuff. Yeah, great. Before before we jump over to Laura with the um, gender-specific stuff, can you can you speak a little bit to the design of the action-reaction technology um, and kind of where you see that in the shoe? Sure. Uh, it's a really, really long evolution uh, throughout the history of Newton. It's, it's the idea that, you know, Jerry spoke of having 12 years before we ever even made it to market. Um, so it's seen many different incarnations. Um, but what it is, is it, it really, I, I kind of like to phrase it as ultimately a material dynamics story. Um, it's a mechanism. Uh, it's an active technology uh, that essentially functions um, very uh, similar to uh, a, perhaps some people would uh, use a trampoline as an example. Some people would use a shock absorber. Um, some people would use a piston. Um, the lugs on the bottom move in and out uh, of the midsole, uh, and what they do is they provide some level of ener energy absorption there, but then they're also tensioned, and they create a, a sense of return, and the combination of refining that technology, the piston-like technology, over, over the years, what it also does is it also helps increase biomechanical positioning, other things like that, in conjunction with a lower drop shoe to really try to get you into a good, solid, healthy midfoot running position. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Those who haven't tried Newton running shoes before, there is something very special about picking up the pace really quick and getting up on your knees. It's very fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Laura, you want to tell us a little bit about how you, the, the update with creating this to have some gender specific um, components? Yeah, so the Fate 6 is our first women specific shoe. But when we set out to make a women-specific shoe, we didn't want to just change the fit of the shoe. We wanted to change the technology in the shoe to be gender-specific as well. Um, we did a fair bit of third-party testing, and we found, you know, for the most part, the force created when you run is a byproduct of your body weight and your pace. Um, so we, we were finding that some women weren't actually engaging our technology. They are just running on top of it. Um, because they're either too light or maybe their pace wasn't, wasn't engaging enough. And so we did change the fit of the shoe. Um, we have a women-specific lattice now. And we also have a women-specific pattern um, to better fit the anatomy of a woman's foot. But we also thinned some of the plates in the shoe to make it more accessible to women to be able to really engage that technology and, 
so far the feedback has been phenomenal. So I think the, the years that went into making millimeter changes was worth it. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Um, I feel like most of the time when we hear, I think Matt, you put out a, a an article on um, gender specific uh, changes within foot anatomy and morphology, but I think it's rare to see the changes in the actual technology in the shoe between genders. Um, Matt, do you have anything to add yeah. into that? For those listening who aren't aware of this, in the running industry, having men's and women's specific lasts or shape for shoes is actually quite rare, um, especially among bigger companies as well, because it's, it's been very unfortunate as somebody who you know has a fiance who's a professional marathoner and is always trying to help her get shoes but the right fit. Men and women have very different biomechanics and they have very different feet, very different feet and extremities. And it's very important that companies recognize those differences, right? So when it comes to optimizing performance and optimizing health, it's awesome to hear that you guys are going and doing like women specific stuff. And it is hard, right? It's very hard because you're basically creating two totally separate shoes. So that additional costs in terms of creating separate last night, I just from a friend of mine who does biomechanical testing just found out how much it can cost to create a separate last for a shoe. And it blew my mind. I was like, Oh, it's expensive, but I think it's well worth it for being very unique in this industry to go, Hey, we have a women specific last, just like we have a men's specific last because previously what most companies did, which is called shrink it and pink it, where they would take a men's shoe and make it smaller and put women's colors on it and call, call it a women's shoe. And in actuality, right. They, there's different feet. There are plenty of people who can switch between shoes. I have many patients who are both male and female go back and forth and are still successful based on their, the width of their foot or their own personal mechanics and trying to figure that out. But it's super exciting to hear you guys are creating a women's specific shoe. And I commend you because I'm only beginning to understand how much extra work that takes. Good on you guys. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So one of the other, there's two other pieces that I believe are new in this shoe. Um, at least one for sure. I believe that I, I saw that the new Newtonium foam cushioning in the heel is new. Um, is the X, is the XPS diffusion plate also new in this shoe? Is it de debuting in this one as well? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, when Newton started, we had, we had a plate in our shoe from the very beginning. And even though plates had been around for years, no one ever used them. But we did it to start stabilizing the foot. And as time grew on, we learned the larger that plate gets extended, the more stability it provides the runner. It starts taking care of issues like pronation, supination, and so forth. And what, so the idea behind the plate was to extend it and when somebody lands this plate, rather than have a floppy uh, EVA in there, we have a firmer plate that allows your foot to settle down and land more firmly on the ground and, and so forth. So, but it took a lot of uh, it took a lot of effort to get there, figure out what materials, uh, exactly how far back it goes, how firm, how light, and so forth. And uh, as uh, as Laura indicated. For the females, we took our membrane and softened it up. So the membrane under the forefoot, even though it has an extended plate, allows for them when they're engaging the technology to have a smoother ride and also to drive those lugs up into the chamber so they get more cushioning and they get more performance. 
Wonderful. And is that is that diffusion plate, the plate that you've put in, is it uh, denoted by the red um, here that spans across the forefoot, or is it within the, within the midsole one of those 11 to 13 layers that we it's, can't it's, see? It's within. The red you see is the membrane. And okay. The membrane, so if you turn the shoe all the way over, you look and you see black lug. And okay, we covered. And that's the other thing we did is we covered up before our lugs were separate, and now we connected them because we found if you connect them, then they have a tendency to work together in a better fashion. But if you were to strip away that black rubber, you'll see a, a red membrane underneath there, and that's what that red wrap ground is. But the plate starts at the tip of the black uh, back right there and goes all the way back to to the open the open area for the heel. Wow. Yeah, right out there. Great. Wonderful. And, and, and what do you what information do you guys have on the Newtonium uh, foam that was put in the heel as well and what kind of led to that transition to add something new there? You're all super curious in that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you look closely, it almost looks bubbly. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, Newtonium is, uh, you know, every brand has, you know, there's these, you know, kind of core chemicals out there, uh, chemical formulations for, for foam and other things like that. And every brand has their own proprietary version. Um, Newtonium is, uh, is one of our variants of ETPU. Um, and so it's, it's definitely, you know, our own, our own little version. Um, everybody kind of takes it and, and makes it their own uh, through a variety of different things. Um, and, you know, we, we've, Increase the the use of it uh, in many different regards, uh, you know, because it does in some ways possess, you know, some superior absorption qualities and other things like that. But, you know, we still want to, you know, with our shoes, it's a little bit different than many others because we have so many materials interacting within each other. So, you know, we really have to be tactical about where we do these things because throwing a soft in between two hards and a medium, you know, it, it's going to, the, the introduction of, of different, uh, you know, foams and different uh, textures like that can really interplay uh, in our shoes uh, quite a bit differently. So we really tactically use our Newtonium. Um, it sits in the rear uh, along with uh, some additional components there to really help you uh, get a good, nice, uh, you know, shock absorber effect. Um, and then uh, there's also a Newtonium strobel um, in there to bring it up closer to the foot to give you one kind of last layer of good cushioning in there uh, closest to the foot um, so while it's interacting with, you know, firmer substances down below. I have to say you guys did a great job with that. That was something I was not expecting um, was how smooth the heel is. Like obviously yep. great, great. as, as a, a hefty heel striker, when I landed, I was expecting a much firmer ride and I got this really nice bounce board and I went, oh, that's not EVA. That feels good. So awesome job on that. That's great. Thank you. I knew that wasn't EVA. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the question we've just been waiting yeah. to ask. What is what is Newtonian? Yeah. I think in the email, I think I called it Newtonian like six times. So that's my mistake. My bad. <laughs> David called me out every time. He's like, dude, you misspelled yeah. it again. I'm like, okay. All right, I'll get it right next time. I got to stop copying and pasting. All right. I, I think that this is what I'm so glad about uh, just in this conversation so far. There's so much going on within this midsole, which, 
you know, isn't that thick. Uh, we don't have the list of the stack heights here. Um, do you guys have those off the top of your head? I know that's a, we didn't say this, a 4.5 millimeter drop. Um, but do you Laura, know? I do. Um, I don't have it off the top of my head, but one thing about stack heights with Newton, um, because the lugs do compress, we don't have uniform stack heights like other companies where yeah. um, the midsole is going to be the same height regardless of if it's sitting on a table or if someone's running in it. So our stack height is fluid depending on if those lugs are compressed or if, like I said, the, the shoe's just sitting on the table. And so we usually have a bit of disclaimer when, when talking stack heights because it is such a dynamic thing for us. So I was going to actually – oh, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I love how you use the word dynamic, because we have to explain that a lot of times, that say if there's a shoe that has a 10 millimeter drop, and say it's one of those softer, say, racing shoes out there, that once you load it and run through it, that stack height, that drop ratio can change very much. So I, I kind of like that idea of not having set stack measurements and relying more on the dynamic fluidity of the shoe rather than, you know, set static measurements. So... It is also yeah, because in, in some ways the shoe actually self-tunes in that regard as well. Um, you know, it's it's kind of you know the, the as Laura mentioned before and and Jerry did with the gender tuning and other things like that. Those materials are are you know designed to interact you know within specific gender weight patterns, other things like that. Um, and so you know the shoe to some degree uh, can sort of self-tune itself to the user um, based within a certain range of parameters we kind of set per size per model, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. It's interesting you guys mentioned the tuning because that's something I notice as, as the uh, stability guy of the group. Again, shout out to you guys for sending me the, uh, the Kismet <laughs> and the distance. I'm so excited to test these out. So for these people who are listening on the podcast, I'm holding a bright green neon shoe that I'm very excited to test out one of the stability models. Um, it's interesting that even in the fate, generally I need to take some time to break a shoe in. Uh, just to get my feet used to it because I'm continually working on the stability of my foot. And I didn't have that issue at all. I was able to go right into this and it kind of just felt like your first couple steps, you're kind of feeling out the shoe. And then right after that, it was like, whoa, that, that feels very natural. So I'm very impressed because that is something very rare because it felt like the, sh the shoe met me where I was, I was at instead of having to wait to break the thing in. So it was, that, I'm very impressed with that. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I agree completely. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think you're good, man. David, all you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just to kind of allude, I believe Jerry was bringing it up earlier, that the idea of running longer, whether it be for distance or for age. And for my very first run in this, it was, I just did 10 miles straight out the box and it felt fine the entire way. I felt like I had like my cadence, my legs, everything falling under me. And I just, I felt really light, very fluid. I took them off after the run and I still felt great. And I was like, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. beyond, one of the things that we, we constantly talk about for both our patients and the people that are readers that, and you guys talk about injuries all the time. That was, that was one of the, the driving factors behind creating something that really emphasized the human body is that one of the few, finding out what causes injuries and what, what doesn't is very challenging in the research world. Um, but one of the things that we do know for sure is sudden changes the body isn't ready for. And the fact that's one of the awesome things that, again, having a shoe that tunes itself to you, 
but also again having the fate and the kismet line to allow people to transition into this kind of footwear is awesome right you don't see that very often of companies having going hey you know we know that we do things differently but we want you to be able to ease into this because again your goal is to keep people healthy so i really again applaud you guys for that because we see that a lot as, as physical therapists or treating te- dealing with people who are injured and coming in trying to figure out what happened and a lot of times it's like hey you just you did too much too soon and shoes are also one of those areas so it's great to see you guys really focusing and going ease into this but also let's have a shoe that kind of helps you with that transition so slightly off topic but I thought really thank cool. you yeah do, uh matt or david do you guys have any other questions for the the newton team here on any components of the shoe uh anything about the design the philosophy anything like that uh david do you have any you pretty much covered it my question was actually going to be about that xps uh diffusion plate and how it's you know gender fluid and how it interacts with the action reaction technology because how matt said earlier the, the word piston was perfect that's exactly how I would describe it, that Newtonium kind of landing. It's very, it's, it's, it's plush enough and protective enough, but it's also responsive and gets you up onto those lugs. And then those lugs really, um, you have a fast, smooth toe off coming off of it, almost like similar to a toe spring. And you can almost feel it where it's like, like a piston, where it's like boom, boom. And so, I mean, that was where my questions were going to go down, but they were all answered. So thank you. One thing on that extended plate being gender specific, yeah. in the men's shoes, it's three millimeters for the thickness, but for the women's shoes, we made it two millimeters. So that's another component of that shoe that is um, female specific versus just going with a, a stock plate for all shoes. Yeah, that's and awesome. Do you guys know, or I don't know how much you can or can't say about it, I guess, but is that, uh, what's the component? What is that, what is that plate made out of? It's a, it's a plastic similar to a uh, TPU. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, something that we add, you know, we'll, we'll try a lot of different variations to, to dial it in um, because, you know, the resiliency within and, and other factors within, uh, within the, that spectrum are, are enormous. You know, you can get a really hard one, you can get a really soft one. So we have to really fine tune it, um, you know, from both a thickness as well as, you know, other sort of, uh, you know, measures of, uh, you know, how much it's going to flex and things like that to uh, add in but yeah there it's a combination of tpu and and a little bit of extra magic yep the secret sauce <laughs> good well um i have one more question for everybody that everyone gets to answer i'm putting everybody on the spot and then uh we'll transition we'll give you guys one more chance if there's anything else that you all want to share about the fate six or about newton um, that'll be your chance to do that. But first, on every uh, episode, we do the question, if this shoe were a blank, what would it be and why? And so for the Fate 6, we're going to do, if this shoe were a state in the United States, which state would it be and why? So I don't know who wants to go first. We have six of us. Um, I'll go first. I'll just pick Colorado, right? <laughs> I knew so. that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked the easy one. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and only because uh, Colorado is known for running for 
activity for people. I mean, I, I tell a story that I thought I was fast one day and I saw this lady coming behind me. I thought I was going to pick up my speed and stay ahead of her. And within a half a mile, she blew right by me. And I said, okay, I'm in Boulder. <laughs> There's always somebody better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me see. I would probably go with, uh, you know, old, probably a state like uh, a state like California, uh, just purely because, you know, it has lovely mountain ranges as well as beautiful oceans. Uh, you know, a, a little bit of everything kind of sits in that shoe. It's, it's, you know, I sort of view it as the jack of all trades within the line. Um, you know, it's the easiest to put people into and stuff. So for the versatility, I'd probably have to go with California. David and Matt like that one. They're like, thank you. <laughs> you guys aren't the only ones with a uh, sports rivalry. Uh -oh. Um, I'm from Nebraska. Oh. <laughs> oh. And uh, Nebraska and CU, the college football teams have always been big rivals. So um, I think just I'm going to have to go with Nebraska because it's the best. <laughs> but also, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> I think for the amount of work that went into making this women's specific shoe, and I mean, it was, it was years. Um, in that sense and just the fit we have for the women's for a woman's foot i do i think it's the best work we've done in a lot of regards so um i just call it nebraska like it that's why it's red right yeah. <laughs> i don't want to state the obvious jerry but i think that's, that's the, why we did that red. <laughs> for the badgers i'm a i went to wisconsin so oh, wisconsin. A little good big 10 robbery there uh, I'll go next because I, I have my answer. Um, I'm going to kind of cheat. I'm going to say uh, Oregon, but particularly Portland. Um, <laughs> this is for you. I guess this is for you, Matt, too. You're from Portland, right? I'm from Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah. But I, you know, what is it that keep Portland weird? Is that like their phrase? Yes, Not is. that this shoe is weird, but I think Newton brings something very unique to the running shoe industry. There isn't anything even close to what this shoe looks like or feels like under your foot. Um, so I'll go with. Uh, weird in a good way, right? You like Portland, Matt, too, so it's good. So, um, yeah, the uniqueness for me. So I think I might cheat a little bit. Oh, go, go, go. Okay. Go I left. might cheat a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going to go down the lane of kind of having a city within a state, kind of like how Nathan did. So I loved how Matt was talking about California because it's like a little bit of a jack of all trades, having a little bit of everything in it. Um, but one thing that I do really appreciate with this shoe and with Newton as a company is the amount of innovation and the amount of engineering that goes into this. So when I think of this, I think of almost like the Silicon Valley of California where you have the big engineering boom, you know, and all these crazy thoughts that seem weird at the time, but end up working and creating something that's really beautiful and awesome. So. I'm going to go with the Silicon Valley. Matt, close us out here with it. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Jerry on this one. I've only been to Colorado once uh, with a, a layover, and I got to was lucky enough to stay a night. But that was a very fun part of a trip where I went out for a run, and same experience, had an incredible number of runners out there, even at like 4.30 in the morning, blow by me. And, it was so, and they were nice enough to come back around and like have me join them, so it was super fun. 
it's called, I really want to go back. Colorado has a very vibrant community and it's very unique. It's interesting. And I feel like it's similar to the shoe where you really have to go there to experience that. And if you haven't been to Colorado, you should. And also it's the same thing where this, this shoe isn't it, as, as beautiful as it looks, right? As beautiful as all these colorways are, right? If that's not just there for looks, right? There is a really big focus on thinking about what you're putting on your feet, right? There's a, a thought about going, what is your health like? What are your mechanics like? And that's from what, from what the vibe I got in Colorado, there's a huge focus on fitness, right? That's why routinely Colorado cities are the most fit in the United States. And I think I got I have to agree with Jerry that, that, that really reminds me of Colorado and I'm excited to, uh, to go back at some point. You're always welcome. here. Thank you. All right. So, um, before we this will be kind of the, the first half is, is the interview with you guys and then we'll take a break from the recording. We'll come back and we'll finish up just with three of us kind of going through our experience. But before we finish this, this part here, um, do any of you three have anything else you want to say about the Fate 6, about Newton in general? Um, this is kind of the platform for you. Well, the one thing I will say, if you think we've done something now, wait till you see what we come out in February. We're going to shake the whole running world up with what, what we're doing. And uh, it's exciting. And I think it's uh, when you hear about it, you're gonna you're gonna say, "Wow, these guys really are at that point of this spear leading the way." Oh boy, now I'm excited. When Newton the bomb. Yeah, when Newton first came out, I was I was so impressed because you guys were time where the whole focus was on the rear foot. And while the rear foot's important, you can't forget about the front half and the shoe and you know, we'll, we'll talk about this later, and, and I'm excited to review this, but especially when I, when I talk about stability of the foot, everybody seems to forget the forefoot, right, in terms of though that, that first MTP joint, the metatarsal joint, also needs to be stabilized in a lot of people, right, and they miss that. And so you guys have already shaken things up, so I'm very excited to see how that goes, although I, I, I would love to see another a, a rebirth of the MP2. I don't know if that's possible, but... <laughs> you never know. Okay. Anything else from, from Laura or Matt here? No, I think uh, that summed it up quite well. Great. Yeah. And just um, in terms of the stability that Matt was speaking to in his shoe, that was another thing we found in um, some of our third-party testing a few years ago was we tested even our neutral models up against some of the most stable models on the shoe wall. And our findings were that we make one of the most stable shoes, and that was before we even were, went back to posting shoes. Um, but the, when people are landing more on their forefoot, the ankle attenuation, um, I guess, results in it's less dramatic in a Newton versus a lot of those stability models. So what he was mentioning, um, that's not lost on us. That was definitely an intention. That does not support it all to hear that yes <laughs> fabulous well cool to have a go shoe. ahead Matt. No, sorry love talking it's cool to have a shoe and in for those of the readers who know that i talk about stability a lot and that stability does not just come from posting although i have to say walking around in these is in the the distance and the because it's awesome but there are many other ways to stabilize the foot and i really again 
think you guys are awesome for going outside of the box, going, how else can we do this um, beyond just licensing the arch? And I think this does a really good job of this. Um, I, to be honest with you guys, clinically, I actually use Newton's shoes as a tool, um, especially for, and this is going to sound counterintuitive to a lot of people, but I use them for patients who have a lot of stiffness in that first toe joint to, that if they haven't lost, if they're, if they haven't lost it completely, um, most people are very afraid to put people in shoes like this that don't have a lot of toe spring that have a pivot point. They're like, Oh my gosh, like, isn't that going to hurt? What I have found clinically is it actually ends up unloading that joint and actually helps get them back to, as we start working on getting that extension back of that joint, really helps them learn how to pivot over the forefoot because most people will avoid that. And that's, you know, anecdotally, we don't have, we don't have specific research on cause and effect yet, although most clinicians and most people who've experienced this can tell you what's happened. Um, but to really re get people to start using the windlass mechanism of the foot to start pivoting and using that big toe. So I, I do actually use Newton's as a very specific tool and it works very well for a large portion of the population. So the, the whole stability thing, the facilitating motion is, is absolutely awesome. And I hope you, you guys you know, do a great job of that. Praise on you guys the whole time. <laughs> well, we're so thankful that you guys gave up some of it. We're filming on a Sunday night. So we, we thank you that you guys gave up time to join us, have this conversation. And um, yeah, we look forward to continuing to, to learn about what you guys are doing at Newton and, and helping other people know about it as well. So we appreciate your time. We will take a quick break here. And when we come back, uh, David, Matt, and I will break down our, our training and testing experience of the of the fate six okay it sounds good thank you and, and matthew if i just add one thing we learned a long time ago that ms patients walk and ran better in our shoes and we have lots of testimonies to that regard we could not get the ms society to test our shoes they want a lot of money so if you know anybody that does that type of thing, we'd love to send them shoes and see if that really is the case. But we have people telling us it is. I, I have some amazing mentors of mine who would probably love that opportunity. So I will definitely reach out to them because there's a large, a large population of individuals here in Southern California with MS. And there's some very, very, very good physical therapists and clinicians down here who, who work with those people. So I would love to make that connection. So I will reach out immediately. Fantastic. Appreciate it. Well, thanks guys. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your Newtons. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. We are back to the Dr. Zoning virtual Roundtable. Uh, we are continuing to talk about the Newton Fate 6. And now David, Matt, and I are just going to break down our testing experience in the shoe and running through our, our review. So let's get started. Let's just talk about the fit of the shoe and the upper. Um, what did you guys think about it? Again, it, it's an engineered um, air mesh that you can see it has a couple layers and some overlays. Um, it's got a sweet reflective multicolored Newton logo. And then the tongue is also... Um, Reflective, which makes it look more pink in the sun than red, um, but still, still nice. But anyway, what did you, you guys think about the fit? Uh, so I know on the upper, if you wear these, everybody will comment positively. Uh, David, all of us have been wearing this shoe in clinic just to get our, our muscles used to it before we ran in it. I don't think I've had a single patient not comment on the color, and that means it's crazy too. 
which also concern me, concerns me for a couple of my patients because I'm worried the dimension's getting a little worse. I think they forgot that I've worn it previously, but that's off topic. Fit uh, <laughs> is great. Um, you know, with the action reaction stuff, they've got a good amount of room in the toe box. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to lace lock this at all. Um, there's a, a good amount of room in here, but I didn't need to lock it down. Even at speed, it felt really good. Uh, there is a heel counter back here. It didn't bother me at all. It was awesome. Um, I was the, the, um, what is this called? The, the taper. Thank you. As <laughs> we do do this live. Um, the, the front of the shoe do, does taper a little bit. And I felt that initially with the first couple of steps, but then it's gone away and, and, uh, nice solid wide toe box. It's great. I really like the fit and nice and airy for Southern California. Very. Yeah, I took this for runs in pretty hot weather, and it was just fine. Like, no humid, no sweating in terms of, like, having it get wet on me, nothing crazy. So I was actually a big fan of that. And I felt like it locked down pretty dang well um, through that midfoot. It's, very, it's reinforced pretty well through that midfoot as well as it comes up. So when you lace it down, it almost pulls up and in. So that's, that's also a nice touch there. Um, I agree with everything that Matt said. I didn't have to heel lock my, uh, heel lock my shoe at all. And, um, the upper is very breathable. It does have a little bit of give to it. Like the one place I noticed I had a little bit of hard time with was in like sharp turns. But besides that, I mean, it's a pretty spot on upper. When I was first looking at it from the outside looking in, I thought I might have to tighten it down or do something with it because it all kind of looked relatively spacious. But it did a great job of locking down and having enough room in that uh, forefoot region to just have enough toe splay but not be overly spacious in any way possible. So I was super happy. And it also makes me want to wear red polos. So <laughs> Your Tiger Sundays. <laughs> I agree with you guys. There's for me, there was two highlights of the shoe for me, and one of them was was the upper. I mean, if you if you look at it and if you were holding it, it looks very traditional. Like it's it's not, uh, I don't know. It's not trying to look like like anything extremely special. It's got the layered the layered mesh, and then if you're not on podcast, you can't see what I'm pointing at. But these overlays are almost like a, a rubber. Um, which you don't feel at all that, you know, it's not like they impinge on the foot, but they do secure it really well. So my lacing was easy, um, no issues at all and really breathable. I, I thought it was a great fit. I think roomy enough for people with a little bit wider foot because um, the toe box has some of that st stretchiness and give to it without sacrificing lockdown through the midfoot. All right. I think uh, this is the big part about this shoe. What do you guys think about the ride? Um, you know, in, with, with the Newton team, we talked about some of the technologies in here. How did it feel like it performed for you? What was it like transitioning to it? That kind of stuff. I can go. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I know I'm not as prominent as a heel striker as you two, but um, I still really did appreciate the Newtonium heel. And now that we've got confirmation, it's some kind of a TPU complex, you know, compound. ETP. Yeah. ETPU. Okay. E ETPU. Oh, ETPU. My bad. Um, <laughs> I must have misheard it. Um, 
but it's actually really nice. It's like a plush, relatively cushioned landing, protective, but also responsive, and it gets you up on those legs. And it's like, it's pretty dang smooth. It almost looks like it won't be, but you land and you come through, and then next thing you know, you're on here, and then you just have that quick little fall toe off. And it's really smooth, really fluid. I liked it a lot. I was concerned initially that it might feel too aggressive, um, but it doesn't. It, it does feel a little bit more aggressive than a traditional trainer, but I think some degree of that is expected. Um, but for being a four and a half millimeter drop and having those four foot legs, it's pretty dang smooth. And I almost like found that the harder I smashed those legs, it almost felt better. I don't know. That's the <laughs> action, right? That's the whole. Yeah, the action reaction. We didn't even bring this up. That's Newton's third law, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, Newton, Newton's third law. They, they did a good job of marketing there. That's yeah. good. Um, I, you know, as a, I'm a very prominent heel striker. Uh, hopefully without overstriding. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty prominent heel striker. Uh, and I definitely needed to transition to this. I couldn't do what David did and take it out for ten miles. I took it out for a mile and a half on my first run in them. And even after that, I, my calves told me that I had just run in a, a different kind of a shoe. I think like they talked about with the drop, um, I, I was curious about that because it's listed as a four and a half millimeter. So, you, you know, I'm used to running in things like the Skechers Razor 3 and some other four millimeter drops. However, uh, this these have the, the lugs in the front, which actually add a little bit of static stack to the – uh, to the forefoot and so it feels almost more like a zero drop shoe um so i need to transition at the same time i think that the fact that they you i really could feel the newtonium foam in the heel it was it i was very surprised with how little is underfoot how cushioned it was definitely still a firm shoe it's not like you're running on on something like a pillow but it's it's more cushioned in the heel than i thought and i didn't feel like it was jarring um, it, it absorbed it pretty well. Um, and even, you know, I thought I would kind of, as I was rolling through, as you get to the forefoot, because I'm landing so far back, I thought it would be a, a little bit of a catch in the, in the stride. Um, and you can feel the lugs for the first little bit, but it, it was nice to learn a little bit about how many different compounds are interacting in there, that there's like 11 different layers, low to 13. Um, and I think that did help smooth out that transition. Um, you know, the lugs are there but it's not, um, not abrasive during the transition, I would say. Definitely agree with all that. I think, uh, you know, I, I like the lugs. The Newtonium heel was actually a, a favorite of mine as a fellow heel striker. You know, we all, we all, we, we, for those interested, take a look at our, uh, either our podcast or our YouTube review of uh, foot strike, where we talked about kind of the differences between that. Um, as one's not necessarily better than the other one. But I was really impressed with how smooth the heel was as the Newtonian, the ETPU, you can definitely feel it. And it's got some bounce to it. So I was like, oh, you know, this might be a rough ride landing back here. But no, it was great. Like Nathan, I definitely took some time to get used to these. So I, with all the, we test a variety of shoes and a variety of heel offsets. Um, and as we always talk about, right, one of the biggest risk factors for injury is a sudden change, a change that's too fast to, and too abrupt. So I, with lower drop shoes or even high, higher drop when I'm going back and forth, I will break them in walking around in clinic. One quick, one quick shout out to our yeah. mini series on the podcast where I, I run through the different training errors. A lot of them have to do with the, the, a, a particular study that looked at training errors yeah. and which ones are most prominent. A lot of them have to do with sudden changes 
or that kind of thing. So anyway, keep going. Don't listen to those. Those are awesome. And I'm <laughs> I listen to they're them. They're like, I do too. They're three minutes long. It's kind right. of like bullet point info, and then you can move right. on with your day. So I, I definitely spent the, a lot of days walking around in this first before I even started running in it, and I just even noticed just walking was super smooth. The It's a definitely, a I would call it a firmer performance trainer, right? There's, there's cushion there. It's definitely closer to the ground, but a lot of the cushioning is going to be now the, the Newtonium foam and then the action reaction, the lugs that will, that will go up into the chamber as you land and then come back, and you can pivot off them. But it's a it's a pretty smooth ride. I was really impressed. Uh, I was a little nervous with again, kind of the the lugs will create a little bit lower offset than once listed. Right, remember offset is dynamic, but it was pretty smooth. And even like one of the first runs I did in these was this massive uphill uh, run called the Glendora Mountain Road that we have here in Southern California, just just straight uphill and straight downhill. It was smooth going uphill. It was great. And uh, and I think Nathan and David also experienced that. I was really surprised. These actually do really well on trails. They have trail-specific shoes, and these definitely dig in. It's been great. Uh, yeah, when we when we get to stability, let's talk more about trails. Okay. Because I'm really excited to talk about that, too. Yeah. The other thing, I think, David, you mentioned this. Maybe you can talk about it, but the kind of the functional – I think you wrote about this in your written review – the functional toe yeah. spring – that almost yeah. happens because of these lugs. Why don't you right. talk about that in terms of the ride? Yeah, so I mean, as you, if you look just from the outside looking in, there's not that much of a toe spring. Like it's not really that heavily built in. However, with the lugs, that action reaction technology, when you load it, it suppresses in, kind of springs back off, and you're going into that toe off, even the lugs are tapered slightly. So I'm trying to see if I can get it on my camera just right there, but like right through here, it tapers down into the rest of that toe off and forefoot region. And so you almost, you, it's not just like lug toe off. It's, it's a fluid lug into toe off and it feels very much like a toe spring. And I think when I had said in my written review, it almost feels like a cross country spike that is a daily trainer. And it was kind of mind blowing to me because it's like, it feels aggressive enough but it doesn't feel so aggressive that you have to just hammer away on it but at the same time it's yeah it's responsive but it's all just a nice smooth fluid build it's nothing overly crazy so i was i was happy about that and i could i felt like i had a quick fast toe off and cadence when running in them without really even trying to so i was happy about yeah. that all right, let's transition into stability, and I'm going to go first because I'm excited. Um, when I, I think that the stability magic of this shoe um, happens in the forefoot, and you know they they talked about this, but they used to have all of these lugs detached, but now you can see this this whole rubber area, and if you can't see it, there's like a rubber um, part throughout the forefoot that attaches all the lugs together and kind of looks like a little webbing that stretches down to the midfoot from the forefoot. Um, I, I took these out on some, some trails and I took them on gravel roads with really good sized inch, inch and a half, two inch rocks. And I would run straight over rocks without avoiding them. And I wouldn't feel it. The mobility, there, there's a, there's a great balance of mobility in these lugs, protection from the lugs that almost act like this, um, rock plate <laughs> almost um and the, the fact that they can move independently but are still connected allowed it to i, I didn't even feel the rocks under my foot 
which was awesome. And then I would, I would take them on some single track and I, I didn't have any issues through the forefoot. So I just, I think that the, the balance of this, the stability, the flexibility and the, um, the, the way that they're now connected instead of just being completely independent really creates a stable platform. Plus this, if you, if you can see there's that, they called it the membrane, this red section here through the forefoot. Um, that's also firmer than the foam compound that surrounds it. So you have a firm um, membrane that's spanning medial to lateral on the forefoot and you have a good amount of flexibility within the forefoot as well without sacrificing too much flexibility to make it unstable. Um, I just, I, I appreciated it from, from that standpoint. Other than that, it's certainly a neutral shoe. The heel and the mid were They're a little bit more narrow. A little bit more narrow of a heel, a um, little bit more narrow of a midfoot, um, but the forefoot's extremely stable. All right, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump on as, as the stability. I can always call myself the I'm the stability guy. I'm the heel, whatever, the destroyer. destroyer. I need to stop giving myself nicknames. That's not cool. That's that's a huge shark <laughs> move. You guys get, no, David gave me the destroyer. Okay. So that yeah, good. actually, to be fair, when did I give you that? I gave you that a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. Speaking I don't of, even know if we were... We'll go into durability in a second, which yeah. is... But from a stability standpoint, there is a plate in here, and it is also a, uh, a TPU plate that they utilize kind of from here on back, and it does provide a good amount of stability in the forefoot. And what, if you listen to the, the other... Um, the the interview with the guys from Newton, the guys and gals is that they uh, have found that through third party testing that their, sh their neutral shoes actually stack up to some of the stability shoes in terms of uh, like creating stable rise. There's no arch support in this whatsoever. Right. But just the way the lugs are set up in terms of creating a really nice wide base in the forefoot, the plates combined with the fact that these don't just compress, they really help pivot you off the front of the foot does create a lot of great stability forward. So this is a great option for those who maybe are looking for a little more stable ride, but don't need arch support and, and maybe toe off a little bit more. This is the Newton's a great option, especially the, the fate. Um, I should also note that the fate, you know, six years ago when the first version came out, the fate and the uh, Kismet, which we'll also review. Um, these were the first ones to have a, a five lug configuration because it used to be four lugs. And it definitely changed the stability a lot, positively. Yeah. David, you got anything to add on stability? Yeah, I mean, I actually did. There's a virtual trail race series going around in my neighborhood. And uh, I did a trail time trial in these. So <laughs> I, needed to, I needed to have the mileage for the testing. So I decided <laughs> I opted to not actually wear a trail shoe for a trail time trial. But uh, it actually did okay. The only like time that I had problems, like I said earlier, was like maybe sharp turns, and then uh, if like the ground is really uneven, then maybe like that upper has a little bit of stretch, or I felt like a little bit of movement. But it's not meant to be a trail shoe, so I'll, you know, that's not really a negative mark. <laughs> I'm taking it in conditions it shouldn't be in, so. <laughs> Um, but overall, yeah, very, very stable. I mean, that forefoot is like unbelievably stable. It's crazy. Like how you were saying earlier, Nathan, like I could just run on rocks. I felt comfortable just slamming that foot into the rocks with no hesitation and it was just fine. 
Yeah. Like it doesn't really translate. Like it's flexible just enough to like have a fluid ride and tow off, but it's not so flexible that you put it under varying stress in different terrains and whatnot and to where the, the stability goes away. It's, it's stable enough. It almost operates like a light stability shoe rather than a true neutral shoe. For the, um, for the forefoot. Neutral shoe. Yeah, well, what's that? For the forefoot. For the forefoot, right. for yes. Yeah, for the forefoot, to be fair. The heel and the the midfoot very much neutral. It's all up front here where that kind of stability kicks in. Um, but yeah, I was very happy with the stability and I felt very stable too. Uphill, downhill, everything felt fine. So awesome. What do you guys think about durability? How your how yours holding up? I have these styles in my pair and I and there's almost nowhere. I'm how much do you have on? A little over 50 miles in these. Okay. Nowhere. For you. For me. That's insane. It is. Yeah. I mean, mine, that, I, don't know. I think I have 40. And it's like nothing. Just some like very, very mild abrasion like right there, which is not concerning at all in the slightest. So very durable. Yeah, and it, I guess we should say this too. For me, durability looks great. You know, there's some exposed foam here through the midfoot. It's kind of like a split. It's full contact, but it's a split rubber. Um, yours looks so much better than mine. My foam is a little bit beat up, but I would expect that for an exposed yeah, foam. I, I took this through trails. I think this has <laughs> trail miles, and it still looks fine. Wow. I don't, I have zero idea. Like I thought it looked dusty or something, but then I hold it and I'm like, no, it actually looks brand new. I don't know. Newton does have a, tra have trail specific models, by the way, we had not tested them yet, but for those. Yeah. And I would, I would love to, I think the Boco I believe is the new one that came yeah. out. Yeah. Awesome. What, what about anything else? Do you guys have any other last nuggets, things, areas for improvement, things that didn't, stack up as, as well as you were hoping or any additional thoughts? Um, I think from a, a they, this is their, again, their transitional shoe. So something like the distance series, right? So this is one of the more traditional ones. So this is the distance S this is their, their, their lightweight stability model. Um, it's a super fun shoe. The lugs are, are more aggressive. There's only a two millimeter drop on this. So when I was stepping in this, it felt like a negative drop, but you get used to it. Um, this is much more aggressive. This is one of the transitional models. I um, I think that they it might be better to have the shoe just be a little bit more. I like it. It might be better for those looking to transition to Newton to have just a little bit more sole underneath there. Like this feels like a lightweight performance trainer and I love it but I'm very biased because that's the, that's my favorite kind of shoe for a lot of runners. It may, there may be beneficial to have a little bit more stack height, a little bit more drop just to help people ease in a little bit. Um, but that may be need to create a whole nother shoe. Cause I really don't want them to get rid of this one because this is great. And I, I like yeah. it. Just know that you need to take time to transition into this shoe. It is different unless you're used to lower, like super low drop shoes. You need to make sure you transition into the stuff. Yeah. Even though it might not change your foot strike, it's definitely going to change what muscles you might be utilizing in terms of what percentage. So that change, you ease into it. That's my, my, my big thing. My other comment is I'm, I'm very impressed, again, that 
they really create a really, like David said earlier, they create a really nice pivot and toe off. Despite the fact they don't have that much toe spring, um, I would argue this toe off feels better than a lot of the recent models coming out that have maximal mounts and even use like a carbon fiber plate. Like this, it feels pretty smooth. It feels pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. And I really like the concept. Again, there's a really nice flex groove here to help facilitate, you know, pivoting off and getting extension of the MTP or metatarsal phalangeal joints, which in English means that that big, the big toe joints here. Um, that extension's really important. Don't lose that. You got people need at least like 60 degrees for 60 walking. for walking. Walking, right? For running, it's like 80, 90, if I remember correctly, like at minimum, right? So you can get away with that if you don't have it with some toe spring, but don't lose that. And this is the kind of shoe that definitely seems to help pivot and utilize that a little bit better. So I really, and that's one of the things that makes it more stable. So I really like that. Um, for people with really bad uh, forefoot issues, I, I don't know unless you go see a, a, some, a rehab specialist, a physical therapist in terms of trying to facilitate in the right direction. This, this is a little more aggressive ride. So you do need to be aware of that. So, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, for me, just a general comment, you know, like I know this shoe is, is built to be one that can take you longer. Mm -hmm. um, and I did, I did really like the Newtonian heel still firmer. And for me, you know, this is a subjective thing. This is not, you know, this is not across the board for me. This won't be a shoe that I, I would take more than, you know, a 10 mile run. But that again, I'm still, I'm, even though I have a lot of testing in on this, I would say I'm still transitioning to it. I think that process for some people can take, four to six months to be able to actually transition to something. Um, so, you know, just I, I, again, I would, I'd say if you're transitioning, yes, this is a transition shoe, but it is still a big transition that's going to take time. Um, and my, my, I hate to give this recommendation to, to Newton um, just to say like, Hey, I think this is the right idea. This is just an idea. And it's the same one that Matt's had or Matt said, and I was thinking about this. I didn't, I don't know if we talked about it yesterday or not, but just the idea of adding adding just a little bit more underneath. Um, I, I don't know exactly what that would look like for them. Just and, and not changing the ratio of anything, but I know that stack height changes more than just how much is underfoot. There's a lot more geometry that needs to, to change and all that. But I think to have something as their transition shoe that would add a little add a little bit of cushion underneath, um, make it just a little bit softer. Uh, wouldn't be a wouldn't be a bad thing i think that it would still serve the same purpose it could be even more of a trainer because yeah this even though what is it 9.2 i believe um 9.2 ounces uh i have it on here let's double check yep 9.2 ounces that's still not too heavy you know and it, you know you could you have some leeway i think there um to keep it as a nice trainer that could still function a little bit as a performance trainer so I think that's my that's my big thought uh, in terms of potential changes recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I agree completely. Um, I think I don't know if so much stacks the issue because that heel is really well cushioned. I think it'd be really interesting if there's already 13 levels of stuff going on. Potentially, even maybe having a real small layer of Newtonium just lining underneath wherever that plate and underneath the lugs somewhere in between. Cause that might even add a little bit of bounce and cushion as well. And kind of that soften that firm ride a little bit. Um, it's by no means too firm. I think it's protective and it's still like, it's not hard, 
but I do think it could be softened slightly up in that region. Um, that might take away from the stability. I don't know. Um, but I think that might be a good thing to look into that or add a little bit of stack. One of the two, I think that would both would kind of get it done. Yeah. Well, great. Any other last thoughts? Uh, one of the things that we forgot to mention on fit is that the, the kid, the, I'm sorry, the fate is one of the first shoes that they're doing uh, men's and women's specific uh, laughs on. So the women, so we have all of us obviously have the men's version. The women's version is actually designed differently, both the shape as well as the plate in here, the lugs, a lot of the layers have been developed very specifically for the uh, woman's foot. And I have hammered on this beforehand, but men and women have different feet. They have different biomechanics and that needs to be acknowledged by the running shoe industry. Most of the running shoe industry still does not make separate men's and women's lasts. Most of them are actually men's lasts or shapes and they just do what's called shrink it and pink it where women, a lot of the shoes you guys are getting gals, um, are basically the men's shoes that they just made smaller and added pink colors to. So Newton went the extra mile, literally beyond that, to make different different shapes and different uh, setups for um, for the each each gender with the, the 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 fate. So that's awesome. So know that you're gonna have a different ride depending on which one you get. And uh, kudos to them because again, I just had experience talking with some people. It is very expensive to create a different last for a shoe, right? So when the development process and they're building new things, it's like at least seven plus grand. And that's not just men's and women's. That's like, hey, if we change, tweak something and create a new last because we change something else, that's over seven grand for a shoe. And it's like, oh my gosh. So good on you guys. You know it's expensive. Yeah. It. Awesome. Well, there are our thoughts on the art and science about putting the Newton Fate 6 on your feet. Again, thank you to the Newton team for coming on with us and giving us some insight into the secret, some of the secret sauces that go into making the shoe and the philosophy behind it. Uh, it's great to, to hear from, from the people who are dedicating their lives to this stuff. So we are really appreciative of having you on here. Hope you all enjoyed this. And again, if you want to support what we're doing, you can, again, just continue to follow us. Uh, follow us on our social media platforms. You can check out our podcast, which is called the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable. You can subscribe to our to that or the YouTube channel as well. And check out our website at doctorsofrunning.com. We have lots of shoe reviews, uh, conversations on rehabilitation and biomechanics. And this little blurb keeps getting longer because we keep adding more stuff. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for joining us. We will see you next time.